Ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another episode of the Bad Good Parent Podcast. I am your host, Charles Reeves. And I'm joined today with a good friend of mine from our college days, uh, Artie Johan, who is a writer for Family Guy. I'm taking his thunder. Let him introduce himself. Artie, say hi to everybody. Hi, my name is uh, Artie Johan. Uh, Charles and I have known each other for, I guess now, what, 20, 21 years? 21 years. Oh, just about that. Yeah, I'm a writer for Family Guy. I've written on that for the majority of my career. I've done a little uh, writing on the show Big Mouth on Netflix for the oh, first- Nick Kroll. Yeah, the first four seasons there. I was a consultant because uh, my friend Andrew Goldberg, uh, who I worked with at Family Guy, brought me along there. And then most recently I worked, uh, I did like two episodes of Beavis and Butthead. So, nice. Um, that's Beavis it. and Butthead. I didn't even know, you know what's crazy? I didn't know that came back until I saw you post it on facebook and i was like what wait wait <laughs> wait a minute yeah yeah this is it's third time back i think so it was on when we were kind of younger and then it came back in the 2010s i think somewhere okay. around there very briefly and now it's back again desperate Damn. need for content just keep bringing it's things bring, back you know what there's so many ideas out there i feel like hollywood is just like but there's nothing we got to do. And I'm like, dude, you're just grabbing onto the wrong things. There's so much out there. Yeah. Uh, you know? I'm not complaining. I work on two shows that have been canceled like three times each. So yeah, and that is very coming true. Back. So I've made my career on um, canceled and then rebooted shows. Rebooted shows. I remember when we were in college and uh, we used to talk about Family Guy all the time. Because I, I used to write all like all of my content. For all my screenwriting classes, it was always Family Guy. Mm-hmm. And then when you got the job, I like messaged you on my, MySpace. And I was yeah. like, hey, man, what are you doing? You're like, I have your dream job. I'm working on Family Guy. And I was like, no, come on. <laughs> like, really? And you're like, yeah. I'm like, dude, that is yeah. so crazy. Yeah. It still seems crazy to me because I watched it in high school. And it was like my favorite show then. And when we were in college, it came back in uh, 2005. And we graduated I started working at a bar on Long Island and uh, I would put it on on the TV on Sunday nights. I would work the inside bar of this bar called the uh, Harbor Crab in Patchogue, New York, because we're both from Long Island. Yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and I would tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to um, work here for the summer and then I'm going to move out to L.A. and I'm going to work on Family Guy. That was like what I would tell everybody um, who came in. And then one day... Speaking it into existence, I like it. Yeah, and then one day uh, two people came in. My only customers of the day was like a really slow night and it was it was a woman and her husband and we got to talking i said the same thing that i tell everybody i'm like yeah i'm gonna work here for a little while and then i'm gonna move out and i'm gonna work for family guy and she was like oh my friend works at family guy she's a producer there and i was like oh okay would you put me in in contact with her she did i emailed her i moved out here a couple months later and then a position opened up for a pa job and they hired me so and i've been there kind of ever since so it's so like kind of dope somewhat talking it into existence somewhat kind of just putting myself uh as close to it as i could okay. um and yeah I've i like it ever since i like it when i when i was interning out here like because i took uh like i did a, an extra year and then um I was interning out here before, uh, you know, graduation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it was hard because it was the summertime and everyone's like, oh, you came at the wrong time. But I had stayed at, Ith- at Ithaca for an extra semester because I was like doing Vaughn's uh, 
film class where he was like filming. He's like, no, I want you to be in this or whatever. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll stay instead of going to LA next semester. I'll, I'll go to LA in the summer. Yeah. Then I get out here in the summer. Like, oh, everything's shut down right now, man. Like, you should have been here in January. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's crazy is like when I when you told me like, hey, I'm you know I got your job. And I was like, what? Like, you're working at Family Guy. I was so excited because I was like, I I know someone who made it. Yeah. And that means I can do it too. Like that was my thought. I'm like, yeah, yeah we could do it. Like we like we because we're to be honest, when you're in college, like a lot of times you're like, this is probably like in films college anyway, you're like, I'm I'm not, this is not gonna happen. Like at first you're like, no, yeah. Yeah, well it's not gonna happen for most for people. Mo and I would even argue that it hasn't really happened for me either. I'm just like <laughs> somewhat survived there and been lucky enough to be on a show that's stayed on and that's yeah. kept me around. So, um, it's a volatile business. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's important to never feel comfortable ever. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's right. my, that's my protective kind of layer that I put over myself where I'm like, I haven't made it. I'm just kind of surviving there, which on, on the inside sounds kind of probably stupid to people that, um, are still looking for jobs and yeah. want a writing job, but yeah, yeah you ungrateful bastard. Yeah, <laughs> no, very, very grateful, but need to be uh, very kind of, uh, I guess, self-deprecating when it comes to it, just uh, to put that protective shell on myself, I think, if that makes any sense. No, Never feel comfortable. Never, ever feel comfortable in this in this industry, ever. That, you know what? It, that's, a, that's a thing that you carry through life. And people get mistaken when you say like never feel comfortable. It's like not not that you don't feel comfortable, but don't feel don't be complacent. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Like I don't have to do anything. It's like when people get in a marriage and they're like, oh, I'm I'm set. Like the marriage was the end goal. It's like, no, 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 no. Marriage yeah. isn't the end goal. Uh dying together is the end goal. Like you want <laughs> you want to work on your marriage, bro. Like don't don't fall into that trap where you're like, oh, I'm good. Like I don't gotta do anything yeah. else. And then, you you know, two years down the road, you're like, she doesn't like me. Yeah. And you're like, oh, bro. Are we saying dying together? Do you mean die at the exact same time together? That's, that's the ideal. <laughs> <laughs> same same exact time. Like, look, let the kids or, you know, the whoever else is left deal with the mess. Like, I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, leave it as messy as possible. Yeah, too. I don't. So that's the. the you don't, pay the bills. I don't. Don't leave as many loose ends as possible. That's, that's a great way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> So Artie, now that you're out here in LA, yeah. um, you're married to another Ithaca grad. Uh, how many kids do you have now? I have two kids. I have a six-year-old daughter and I have a three-year-old son. I love it. And they three-year-old son, y'all you know, I have a 10-year-old and a and a and a almost two-year-old. I feel like I had to wait that length of time because I was like, I need a babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> LA is too expensive. Uh, so you gr like grew your own babysitter. That's exactly. You pre grew exactly your own babysitter. That's good. That's, that's how, smart. You're sneaking smart. ahead. And people are like, oh, I made an army. I'm like, too many. That's yeah. just like, no, no, no. Two is fine. Yeah. I I couldn't. Uh, did you guys was two your original plan? I don't know if there was any plan ever. I think it was just kind of like, I think we wanted kids and um, we just decided to try it. It happened. And then I think two was like the most interesting to us. Like one was cool, two I think is the most interesting, three it sounds terrifying. <laughs> so like we've kind of, kind of 
backed into two, I guess. And I think we both have this unspoken thing where we're like, I would love to know what three looks, looks like, like, but I would like to not maybe experience a lot of parts of three. And I, then the, the other thing that I get very terrified of is that you could go from two to four if you have twins, and then that it's sounds like a nightmare to me. So yeah. um, so there's always that in the back of my head is like, I would love to kind of maybe see what three looks like just out, out of curiosity, but it could go down so many um, scary, bad roads. And it's not that I don't, don't love my kids. I love them. It's great. And I love being a dad. I love so much about it. But there's so many you don't, you parts don't have, you don't have and to I know. You're a dad. You don't have to explain, I don't have to explain that. To no, you, you don't have to lie here is what I'm saying. <laughs> No, uh, no. Being a dad can be cool. It, there's a lot of cool parts to it. There's also a lot of frustration because you're just you're stuck with your kids in times when you're like, I just need a break. There is no break. Yeah. You know, people all sound like, I like I need to get away. It's like, no, 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 no. None of that happens. Like they're yeah. your kids forever, and it's it's something that you have to embrace and then get to love. It's just like with any with any profession, any sport, or any you know anything that you're trying to be good at. You have to embrace the bad stuff and be like okay with it. You're like, yeah. no, 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 like it's fine. Like, there's gonna be days when I want to punt them across the field, or yeah. you know. <laughs> um, but they're my kids, and I love them. And you know, you just deal with it along the way. Well, and you did it to yourself. We all did. Yeah. So they, it's a choice you made to to have children. So anytime I either complain or other people do, you go like, you did it. You, you did. created. Yeah. You created this world. So take the good and and the bad. Um, for whatever it is, and the bad is often just much more interesting than than the good. The good is great. The, I, the bad is interesting. Yes, I think a lot of people. It's funny because people will say like, um, I like being a parent is the most selfless thing. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, it's extremely selfish. You created something for your own edification. You created like you brought another life into this world, which wouldn't have been here. And like, didn't have to worry about bills. Didn't yeah. have to worry about getting a job. Didn't worry have to go to school. Didn't have to worry about whatever. You brought that, like, and now you're so oh, it's so selfish because you have to change a diaper. Shut the fuck up. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't ask to be there. They you, didn't. you made them. You made them. Uh, I guess you made you literally made, made them. them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, uh, anytime people complain about that too or say that it's like selfless it's like no you're right it is it is kind of a selfish act and there's it multiple is. steps to get there so um, and this, that's your punishment for being so selfish yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. well here at the bad good parent podcast uh we like to talk about our parenting fails because parenting isn't easy and it's called the bad good parent for that reason i always explain this but it's called the bad good parent for that reason it is not easy everybody makes mistakes and already i'd like to uh, make fun of your mistakes right now. So <laughs> sure, yeah, of course, you know. And so I said I've got a six-year-old and a three-year-old. So there's lots of mistakes. I think one of the great things about being um, a parent with kids that age now is I don't really know what my fails are yet. Usually, they <laughs> the kids determine that. Like, have I dropped them a few times? Sure, but nothing like catastrophic. I think that like. Have I messed up with, like, not watching them when I should have been watching them? Sure. Have they eaten something that they probably shouldn't have eaten? I know my daughter one time ate a screw. Wow. She, wow. she went Whoa. to bed. I gave her a little teapot that she, that she was playing with, and she asked to um, bring it into bed with her. And I didn't 
look at it, she had put a tiny little screw in it. Oh and so God. she, when she laid down to go to sleep, um, she had put the teapot like end, the little like skinny nozzle thing in yeah. her mouth and the little screw went through the nozzle into her mouth and then she swallowed it. And thankfully she just swallowed it whole. Um, <laughs> and so then the next day, you know, we, we she told us that the screw was in there and it's not in there anymore and it's now in her mouth oh my and gosh. it disappeared. So we then called the doctor and the doctor was like, well, there's two things you could do. You can take her in for an x-ray to look for the screw or you can just wait for her to poop. And if you find it, great, it's out. If you don't find it, then you have to take her to the doctor. And luckily the next day, my wife found, found it. Found it, all right. So she sifted through the poop and she- yes. <laughs> And I didn't, you notice I didn't. I you had, didn't do it. I had to leave, you know, I was there for all the time in between the, the poops but uh, it never came out, so I, my, my hands were literally washed of that. And oh, my, my wife God. Had it, so. so your wife, she had to do the dirty work. That's not nice, Artie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I, I know. And that's part of it. Somebody's got to do not, the not nice stuff. That and, is true. You know? She couldn't, I mean, she could have just held on to the diaper and be like, look, he caused this catastrophe. I'm going to make sure that he takes care of it. But she was nice enough. That's a good wife. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Carly, you're doing a great job. It's teamwork. And <laughs> and sometimes that teamwork is unbalanced and uh I was fine with it in that in that scenario. <laughs> you're like, I don't I don't I don't wanna do this. I gotta go to work. Like already it's Sunday. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> don't I don't wanna hear it. I gotta go. That's funny, dude. Um so it passed and like how old was she at the time? I think she was roughly around three. Um I, th that's what I kind of remember in my head. And I think that she was actually potty trained then. So I think it was one of those no more diapers, which made it would have made it a lot easier because you can kind of sift through. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. it was a catch in the toilet scenario. And oh, I damn. think, and again, I wasn't here for the part <laughs> of it. I only got the text that said the screw was found. Like I got it. Um, I think it was a kind of like catch it with a like colander or something. And luckily they're t they're so small at that point. So you can yeah, put yeah, something yeah. under the seat or whatever. whatever. So I think she pooped into like a kid's colander, like a like her kitchen play colander, which then then we sifted through to use the did you Did you keep the colander? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, for the majority of, if there's any kind of poop touching anything, I'm kind of the, I throw it out, I think. <laughs> yeah. Especially a colander, which in just in general, when you're just cleaning a colander in a kitchen after you've made pasta, it's like impossible to clean. It's possible so it's like clean. the second that poop goes into there, I think you, yeah, uh, you say, just don't, it and you go like. Don't invite me over for dinner and, and yeah. pasta, dude. Yeah, you're, <laughs> we don't, we, that, that was a, the colander was retired. Right, um, cool. Thankfully for, for everybody involved in our life. So. <laughs> That's crazy. Does it, and was, does she ever remember it? Does she talk about yeah, she, it? Yeah, she remembers it. Oh, shit. Yeah. And, and like, again, it's, I, I think she kind of thinks of it as more of a, like, eh, that was kind of funny. I remember <laughs> when I ate the screw and then it came out. It's kind of like more of a game thing. And, like, I'm sure that's something when she gets older, she'll say, like, oh, yeah, my parents gave me a, yeah. a screw and they, I ate a little screw. They feed me, they fed me metal and uh, I almost died. Yeah. Like, she can exaggerate it. Have fun with the story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it, I feel like it's, uh, yeah, we, we're kind of having fun with the story now, me and Carly, and um, and then my daughter hopefully will have fun with it later in her life. Yeah, I think, you know, it it would have been cool if it stayed in her and then she would have been like, I'm yeah. Magneto or whatever, yeah. you know. Have, some. have you had to do any poop fishing? With uh, no poop fishing, thank God. 
But we know what we have. Uh, uh, we use cloth diapers, so I have to like wash out. So I, yeah, I yeah. might as well. Like I have yeah. to wash out the poop anyway. Um, and you know, some people ask like, you know, why cloth diapers? I'm like, well, one, it's cheaper. It's like it's healthy, yeah. and it's you know, it, it's environmentally conscious, but you know, makes it easier to sift the poop. Yeah, I know it is a lot easier. We did those too, and so you you have the whole toilet spray. Yeah, buddy. And like, and it's yeah, yeah. We like eventually had to get the whole like cone, like a spray thing with a almost a cone to keep it from Some kind splashing, of splashing because yeah. it, it turns into that whole disaster yeah. thing. So I it's know all about wild. that. Yeah. All right, you're a bum genius guy too. I like it. Yeah, that was the yeah. diapers you use, right? I'm sure everyone uses those. I don't even remember the brand names of oh. them, but a bum genius sounds great. <laughs> sounds like a great name. I'm giving them. A, I'm giving them a plug here, and they didn't even sponsor me. Sons of bitches! Shout out to Bum Genius. You guys are great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, Ari, that's a great uh, story. I think people don't seem to realize like how much you deal with poop. With, when you have kids, so if you're squeamish, stay the fuck away. Like, yeah. don't have kids. We don't need any of you motherfuckers out there doing this shit anyway. So, um, yeah, yep. <laughs> and we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the Bad Good Parent Podcast. I'm still here with my friend Artie Johan. Um, Artie, stop feeding your kids metal, dude. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's just not. It's just not how it goes. You got to try it once, see if they like it. <laughs> Yeah. And did she gain any superpowers? That's what I'd like to know. Unfortunately, no. No. Yeah, she doesn't have like some new construction screw ability or Son something like that. No, no. <laughs> Just ran right through. She has a working digestive system. And I think I'm. I, that was a good test of that. There you go. Uh, you know, it's crazy. When I was a kid, like my sister put a needle in my drink and I had a straw. And like I sucked the needle up through the straw and like got stuck in my throat. And then, like, I was choking to death, and, like, she laughed at me. I go downstairs, and I'm, like, choking in front of my mom, and she's just like, what? And I'm choking because I can't speak, and she just punches me in the back until I, like, spit it up. And I was like, hey, you didn't have to – I didn't – I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to beat it out of me. She's like, well, I had to do that in order to get the screw – uh, to get whatever was stuck in your throat out. Um, I it was like that, a sewing needle, a tiny yes, little sewing needle, sewing like needle. one of those push pin ones, or it was like it was just a sewing. Needle. It was a sewing needle, the one like it had thread That's on and everything. Pretty nasty. Oh, your sister. crazy! Yeah, she. I don't think she did it. Like she, she kind of did it to be like, um, here, stop drinking it. Like this is where this shit goes. You're right. Yeah. But I was sipping through a straw, so it just like whoop went right up. Yeah. And. Uh, and I just, I panicked and she like laughs because she didn't know really what happened. And I'm panicking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And like run downstairs. My mom beat the shit out of me to get, the, to get the needle out. I was like, damn, not only did I swallow a needle, but I got my ass kicked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, you know, parents got to do what they got to do. Sometimes <laughs> maybe, maybe you're the t- with the type of kid that needed a little bit of I ass, a little ass feeding. There you go. To get it out. Yeah, that's cool. You're very, you're very supportive of my parenting, my mom's parenting. Style. Well, and you see, I think like becoming parents like you're talking about and you're talking about on this podcast is you start thinking about all the things that your parents probably did wrong too. Like, yes. cause you go, you're going through the same stuff that they went through. Like, and it's really amazing how much you start to kind of remember with that stuff. And you know, there was one thing with my parents and I, I don't remember this as a kid and they actually had to tell me this, but that I think I was two or three um, years old 
and there were three of us at this point. So I'm a, I have a twin. So I have a twin sister. I have an older I have an older sister and then a twin sister. We were we when I was born, my parents were told they were having one kid. And when they showed up to the hospital, my they had, had to do a C-section. They opened my mom and there were two babies in there and I was the bottom baby. So my parents went from one to three, which is what I was talking about it's earlier. Terrifying. It was like the terrifying thing. So yeah. like, that's why I think it's in my head. And it was like when I, the doctor missed it. They, I, I don't know how they had like old sonogram machines. So I was like completely covered by my sister every time they checked. And my mom was she like, was you know, overshadowing you. she was overshadowing me. And I kind of blame <laughs> her as being a twin. I'm the shortest, probably skinniest guy in my family. All my cousins, my brother is like six, three. My cousins are like six, five, six, oh six. So I blame my sister for <laughs> making me smaller. And I'm not tiny, but no, I you're still tall. it's taller than me. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like five, 10, 11. Yeah. So I'm not tiny, but I still, when you go to family functions and every guy is bigger than you. Anyway, I blame her for <laughs> stealing my largeness that I should have had, that I should have had for sports growing up and stuff like that. Anyway. Could have so absorbed her in the in the womb. I could have absorbed her in the womb. Maybe <laughs> that's what everybody else did. We were all twins and then they just absorbed. absorbed. Yeah. So my parents went from one to three um, in a tiny house. And so when I was like two or three years old, my parents told me that I somehow escaped from our room that I shared with my both my sisters and got into either the bathroom or the kitchen where they kept a bunch of like Tylenol. And I opened the bottle of the Tylenol oh, and, and I drank or ate all the Tylenol. So my parents found me Damn. with like um, an empty bottle of pills. Were you passed out when they found I, you? I don't know. I think I was, my mom was a nurse. So luckily she, she knew what to do at those points. I don't know if I was passed out. I think what happened was they found me soon after and was like, this is bad. So they rushed me to um, the hospital where they had to have like pump my stomach, get all of this like Tylenol out of my system. I'm going to call foul on your mom here. That is a major <laughs> fail, Miss Johan. Oh, and she knows And you it. were a nurse. <laughs> yeah, she knows it and she feels horrible. But now, again, having now kids myself and knowing that they, they, get were, they were outnumbered and that they get into everything and that you're probably just helping someone else while one of them goes the other way and just finds a thing and shoves it in their mouth and like, like my, my, I had talked about earlier, my daughter who swallowed a screw. I come, it's a long line of kids who put things yeah. in their mouth that are not supposed to be in their mouth. So that is probably that like, seems to be a family trait. Yeah, eating things that you're not kind of supposed to eat. So um, I was one of those kids that you, that they warn about on those those push open bottles. Yes. I'm one of the reasons why. You, it takes a, a while to get those open for adults, or I'm one of those reasons why it's on there. God damn it, Artie. And so you can blame me for that, or you can at least blame uh, my parents for their just minor, minor fail. You know, you say that. My son recently, like, I have an Aleve bottle, um, like a giant Aleve bottle next to my bed that I take occasionally. Because I don't like to take medication, but I'll take Aleve yeah. for inflammation or whatever. And he, like, knocked it down and, like, opened it up. And my wife like texts me. She's like, "You know, he got into your leave bottle." I'm like, "How is that even possible? Yeah. Like, how did he reach it? Did he climb? Like, is he a, a jungle cat? How did he get up onto my dresser to get it?" And she was like, "Oh, well, it like it, it like fell down, and he just got it and opened it up and spilled them everywhere." And like, my first thought wasn't like, "Oh, like did did he eat any?" My first like 
like, did you save all of them? Like, yeah, what? I need that, this. I need yeah, those. What would you do? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so selfish. You know, uh, kids are determined when they see something that they want, especially something that a leaf, you know, what it's a blue and yellow kind yeah, of bright colors. Or, or like it's fun. a red top. It's a red top. Yeah. I mean, a danger. Yeah. Red's supposed to be danger, but, yeah. he, but. He's not there yet. Yeah. He'll get there. <laughs> um, Let's get in. I, I we get into stories all the time about parents who fails, and the best part of the show, in my opinion, is to search the internet or listen to some of my listeners. You guys send me in your parenting fails, and we get to make fun of them. So we have one here, uh, and Artie and I are going to dig into this one. Um, this one's a little long, but let's go with it. Uh, this lady says, fell asleep with my daughter on my bed who was three months old and couldn't roll yet. Yep, she rolled off the bed, felt like shit for weeks, also never let her sleep on my bed again. That's a good choice. I think not having your kids sleep on the bed, you know. Well, one, she said with her daughter that couldn't roll yet, but she clearly could roll. She, she clearly, like, you there, don't know your so kid. You don't know your kid yet. Learn, <laughs> know your kid better before you take them into your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the story goes on. She says, when she was a toddler, I got one of those little toddler slides. Oh, there's this multiple fails within this. Okay. So she says, when she was a little, t- uh, I got one of those little toddler slides and for some reason had it facing towards the wall. And when I wasn't looking, she ran down it and smacked her head into the wall. All right. Um, she ran down the slide. Well, first she set up the slide into the wall. Into the, like what? It's indoors. All right. So maybe I want to give you the benefit of doubt. You have an apartment or like, you know, a townhouse or a condo or something. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to put it outside. Or was it winter time? Like, why was this slide inside and facing a wall? Okay. So uh, she ran down and smacked her head into the wall. When she first started walking, we got to the playground and I hyped her up. So she started running towards the entrance and tripped and literally bounced her face off the rough pavement, rough pavement which took the skin off her lips, nose, and in between her eyebrows. All right, I'm going to say that this lady shouldn't have any more kids. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she should maybe think about where she brings her. I'm starting to think that this lady um, n- needs glasses or something because <laughs> she can't tell the danger <laughs> that uh, her kids are surrounded by. So maybe uh, she has a depth perception problem or kind of like the, the adult, not the kid. Not the kid. And it's you also start to think of like at three months when your baby first rolls over in your bed and falls off. Does is every fall after that because a three month old baby fell and hit her head yeah. off of a bed? Maybe the first fall has led to all of these falls. Yeah, she hit her head on the first fall, and she her equilibrium is forever tainted. Yeah, and now she just she's just a baby that falls because I don't, I mean. I've been hyped up before, but I've never like ran and like skinned my face off the pavement. Yeah, kids like to go face first into things, though. <laughs> they they got those heavy heads that's like half the weight of their body. So it's kind of like when they fall, it seems to be a face first thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Uh, so she she goes on. There's more. Oh no! <laughs> uh, hit her head over uh, the uh, hit her over the head with shopping bags while trying to stop her falling and it actually caused her to fall even worse. So stop, stop helping her. What do you like? Oh man. All right. So when she was a baby, I put too much shopping 
hanging in front of her buggy. And when I took the hanging bag out of the bottom of the buggy, or the changing bag out of the back, out of the bottom of the buggy, uh, the baby went flying, the buggy went flying with her in it. I honestly don't know how she's still alive. And to make it worse, I'm one of those moms that over worry about everything and wants to do everything right. But it's just not possible. My doc eventually told me unless she's puking to not bring her in every time she fell and bumped her head. Well, at least you took her to the doctor. At least you felt bad and you were like, oh, shit, I got. But I feel like that doctor should have reported you. Like, how many times did you go there that he was like, stop coming? Yeah, that seems like the doctor makes at least a note next to the file that says this is a clumsy mommy. Um, and I think she said, like, she's worried about being, you know, a bad parent. And, and I think that she shouldn't have to worry. There's going to be a lot more falls for sure in her future. So maybe get used to these are easy ones when they're still kind of short. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah She's maybe yeah. prepping herself for a long life of watching um their daughter fall and hit her head. So well, she says, I honestly, I don't know how she's still alive. And I'm like, I, I kind of got to agree with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how, I don't know how she made it this far. Um, maybe it's that doctor like, is like hovering over you guys. And it's just like in the background, like, I just gotta, I gotta make sure to watch this bitch. Cause this is crazy. She just, yeah, she might just be a helmet kid. You know, one of the helmet kids that you... <laughs> doctor said, like, put a helmet on her. Oh. Like, what's wrong with her? Oh, nothing. Just just put a helmet. It's just mom protection. She just... Yeah. It's not the kid. It's the mom. Yeah. Like, yeah. just we need, we need this kid to be as safe as possible. And I don't think that the mom could handle it. Um, Jesus Christ. I don't... I don't know. I don't like this mom. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah, I mom. think we're all allowed to have a couple like little falls with their kids, but this seems to be a little bit of overload. This, this may be like a, a pattern. This thing. Is pa- I feel like, and it's just like, I, I worry about my kid. I'm like, I don't know if you do. Like, I don't, yeah. I think you want to just see this doctor. What does this doctor look like? I feel like this is, you know, she's like, oh, my kid bumped his knee and I'm just going to bring her in. Like, that's what it is. Like, she... Is having an affair with the doctor. You see, the, we connected the dots. <laughs> she's looking for excuses to get in there, so she's uh, setting up these elaborate schemes, falling schemes, and maybe that's why you're saying that's maybe why yeah. the slide was facing, facing the, the wall. wall. Yeah, and maybe why she kind of like when she dropped her off at the playground, she gave just a little nudge from behind. Yeah, right before she jumps over that little like she wood, hyped wood. her up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the hyped up is just tiny shoves. Hit her with a grocery bag. Like this is one of those things where yeah, you're flashing back in your mind and you're like, wait a minute, that is. These are all setups. These are all little setups. Like these are easily preventable. This is like not. This is these aren't mistakes. This is on purpose. Yeah. I, check her phone. I feel like she has notes. Like she's like, oh, what am I going to do today? <laughs> like, like, oh. Or she has the doctor's schedule in there, so she knows when the doctor's in and uses the daughter to get in there. If you are this woman's daughter, like, just check the steps before you go down for any cars. Um, just be careful out there because it yeah. seems like your mom... Or, you know, get your dad involved. Like, hey, dad, how about you take me to the doctor? Yeah, where's the dad? I think that's, he needs to be the kind of person that brings the kid around, I think. Yeah. And like, and if you are actually listening to this podcast, don't let your mom put your earbuds in. Because I feel like that's going to be a swallowing accident or an ear accident. Something. I think. How far will she go to make this happen? Because she's not, she's willing to push you down. 
Yeah. As Artie has <laughs> pointed out, she she nudged you in the back. Let's be real. Yeah. If you rework, if you look at these scenarios slightly differently, it's like. The daughter didn't roll off the bed in the beginning. It was no. just a little toss off the bed. And then the, the, she did spell it out pretty clearly with the slide into the wall. So that was, she didn't even try to cover that one. No. And then, yeah, hyped up, I think, is a little nudge there. Swing and hit her with a grocery bag is just, that's also what it is. She's, she's lying out loud. Yes. Her, she has a guilty conscience, and she's shedding it on you. Guilty this conscience. Podcast. Like and so she's... She's confessing her crimes out loud right now to and us. So if anybody knows who this is, find, find that kid, find her, and help the kid, and just put a helmet on the kid. And also warn the dad. Yeah, I don't know where the dad is. I don't know where he is. I mean, maybe he, maybe he knew, and he's like, "Look, I'm out. Like this, that doctor. I can't trust the doctor. Like when the, you know, the kid was." Coming out, the doctor was hitting on my whatever it is that like he knew. Like he knew there was a connection. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, or maybe he took the slide into the wall too, and he's out. He's he's also dealing with his own head injuries. Maybe it's just a big old head injury family. I think that I think that sounds about right. I don't think that this mom. I don't think she cares much. She says she. I don't think she cares. She just. She's. As she's typing this very long email, her daughter was probably floating in a tub or floating something. with a toaster. Like, yeah. She was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not pay attention just to see this doctor. And now I gotta see this doctor. Yeah, I'm telling. He might be a very attractive doctor. He might now be. I kind of want to see this doctor. I want to see a doctor. He might. I mean, it makes sense. It may like because if the doctor was that good looking, I think I would. Uh, I mean, let my kids skin their knee, just like, oh, you know what. Got to go to the doctor. Yeah, I think that's you. Usually, end up going to doctors based on. Uh, their attractiveness or the kind of like <laughs> treats or candies that they give out. Because, exactly. Like they, they don't stop the adults from taking those as well. You're allowed to take them and don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Yeah. They always say like, you know, oh, you can have one. You can have one. Yes. You, <laughs> you, you should have one. The adult should have one. You've done more. I've done a lot more. So I'm going to take six. You can yeah. have one. <laughs> I will have uh, as many as needed. Like I take my daughter to the doctor and they have like these... Uh, to the ear, nose, and throat doctor, and, mm -hmm. I, and they have these wonderful candies, and I'm like, damn, like I could just buy them, or I can make a lot of appointments. For yes, <laughs> so they go to this ENT and like just take all. Like my son just had surgery there too, and I'm like, I don't even know if he needed the surgery as much as I wanted that candy. Yeah. So maybe I I, I understand this mom's plight. Like I yeah. get it. Maybe it's the candy at the doctor's office. It's something. It's yeah. something. And, you know, we're going to figure it out or you're going to figure it out. She'll probably be emailing again. So I feel like you'll 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 get her again. And that's it, folks. That is another episode. And I want to thank my buddy Artie for coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. And you guys out there, you can find me on Instagram at I am Charles Grease. Where can everybody find you, Artie? Uh, I'm on Twitter, though I never look at it uh, at Dear Anyone. And I'm on Instagram at, at Artie Johan. I love it. And you guys can send in your uh, parenting fails to BGP at IamCharlesGreaves.com. Once again, that's BGP as in bad, good parent at IamCharlesGreaves.com. Send us your fails. We love to hear them. Thank you guys for tuning in. Here at the Bad Good Parent Podcast, your parenting fails are our fun. So don't hesitate to send them in. You can email them to BGP at IamCharlesGreaves.com. That's BGP as in bad good parent at IamCharlesGreaves.com. 
and follow me on Instagram at I am Charles Greaves so you know where I'll be performing and you can come out to a show. Thanks for listening. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.